the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. Place four $50 basketball bets, and regardless of the outcome, you'll get a $50 free bet. So download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And we're brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app for your home of all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome back to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am back. I am your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee, and I can barely contain my excitement because we have him back. You've been missing him. It is Dan, the Titan of Tip-Offs, Titus. How are you doing, Dan? Oh, rich fat baby, how I've how I've missed this so much. Um, this is where it all started, man. On a, a random Friday, I, I jumped on the mic with you and uh the rest is history. So I'm excited to be back on the NBA gambling podcast, man. It's been way too long. Munaf, Rel, Scott, they've been holding it down. Um, but we're gonna bring a little Friday action here. So uh yeah, man. I'm excited to talk some hoops with you. Yeah, yeah. Let's set the stage real quick. It is 11.30 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. We're recording this late. So if uh, anything big changes, just FYI there, some lines might move, some news might break. Um, but we're going to do our best to lay it all out. And uh, I don't know, man. I haven't talked to you in a while. I just, I, I mean, I talk to you kind of all the time on Slack because we both right. work at Action Network now. And we talk about work stuff. But I don't, uh, how are your fantasy teams doing? How, 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 how's life? I appreciate that, man. Uh, my fantasy team is doing, I have three teams. They're doing pretty well. I'm on playoff contention in all of them. So, I mean, that's that's all we can ask for at this stage. And then it's just going to be a bunch of luck and and strategy that I've tried to deploy to get to this point in this moment in the season. But uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Life in general, man, things have been good. I've just been uh, enjoying doing more um, handicapping of basketball. Like now that NFL's out of the way, you think it's out of the way, but Surprise, we're going to be doing another propcast um, coming up pretty soon here for NFL future bets and uh, a lot of things shaking up in the NFL. So just when you think you're getting a break, um, all life changes. So I'm just going to appreciate what this small segment left of the NBA season is. And then I can only imagine how we're going to get back into the swing of things, especially because your Phoenix Suns are once again at the at the top of the totem pole in terms of the NBA right now. So. I'm sure it's going to be a very interesting and entertaining playoff for you um, being that, Hey, you were, you were the, you were the rallying cry for uh, the NBA gambling podcast last year and sons and six sons and four. Uh, and then it all ultimately fell apart, but you know, oh, you got, you got a great, you got Thanks. a great shot this year. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me how it all <laughs> fell apart. And I got to say, I'm, I'm just trying to live in the moment. And I don't know what's going to happen with this team past this year. I said the same thing last year. Thank God Sarver kept it together for this year too, but yeah. who knows what can implode moving forward with uh, Sarver and them not extending Aiden, but Hey, we won't get that far ahead. I, I should mention Dan, also the host of the fantasy look ahead podcast on buckets, uh, which is why I mentioned his fantasy team. Let's be Here's honest. Plug. I don't really <laughs> care about your fantasy team, but I was trying to lead into it. <laughs> I appreciate um, the plug. I do. <laughs> uh, Dan, a very talented producer on the Action Network for the podcast. Uh, so good stuff. Um, anyway, yeah, we should get into it. We've got our five best bets for Friday. And we even got a bonus one because you did extra work. Uh, you thought you had to do five best bets all by yourself. Um, I should have explained, but we have five best bets. We have our the preview of the game of the night. We got the Cavs versus Miami, 
And then we're going to have uh, our two favorite futures that we like right now for, for betting uh, this week. And that, that's how we'll end the podcast. So let's get going. Let, you know, you're the guest. I'll start you off. What's your first best bet for Friday night? First best bet, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that CJ McCollum just got COVID, um, or at least he's in the protocol. So I'm going to go with the Hornets. This line opened up at three and plus three and a half um, against the Pelicans. I took that immediately. Um, I still see that they're getting some value there at plus one and a half. I think this is going to, by the time you guys probably hear this tomorrow, it's probably going to be an edge to the Hornets. Um, with no CJ McCollum and Ingram here, I think that this opens up the opportunity for the Hornets. They're 10, three and one against the spread on the road in their last 14 games. And this team's really been sliding the wrong direction, but this Pelicans team has had a resurgence, their defense, um, even their offensive efficiency has really, has really improved since CJ McCollum's gotten there. Um, so with him off the court, I don't know what this Pelicans team looks like. I think we're going to see a lot of Devonte Graham, who's been put on the bench for Jackson Hayes recently. Um, you know, Giannis Valachunas hasn't been playing as much. We've seen a lot of, uh, of, uh, Ernan, Willie Ernan Gomez getting in the lineup. So, you know, Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, like I'm reaching for names here. So like, I, I don't know how this is all going to come together for the Pelicans, but while they've been playing really well, um, I think that this is going to be a letdown spot for them considering that they have two of their focal points of their offense out of the game. So I'm going to ride with the Hornets here. I like that. I see what you're saying. I mean, I've, I've really been enjoying the Pelicans resurgence and I, I opened up my local book as you were talking and I'm seeing that Hornets is already uh, favored by one and a half. They're giving it's up moving, one and a half moving now. quick. So moving quick. What, what does that line get you where it's no longer value for you? Uh, I would say probably three, three and a half points. I'd probably stay away from it. Um, just given what the, the Charlotte Hornets have been doing against the spread. Um, this team is just has not been, um, I mean, they've gotten blown out their last couple of games here. Granted, they were going up against high octane offenses in the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets that torched my Sixers on uh, Thursday night. But um, I wouldn't define the New Orleans Pelicans as a high octane offense. So um, Charlotte's four and six against the Pelicans against the spread in their last 10 games. But um, I still see there's value on that, just being that their main players are out. So um, sometimes you got to play to the edges more than the actual skill set of the actual team. Um, so I'm going to play to that advantage. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And that's a perfect example of why you need to jump on these lines early. Uh, yeah. We have a, a very popular video on our Action Network YouTube channel of Raheem Palmer giving his eight tips how, how to bet the NBA. And I'll just give him a plug right now. His first one is bet them early. Keep your eye on the news. Bet these early because you can get a jump on getting. I mean, you're, right now you've already. You bet it at plus three and a half. So it's already a four point swing for you that you're getting on that line. Well, in line value. Um, it's a beautiful thing if you can get it early enough. But, you know, I think that's the only advantage to being on the West Coast is that you sometimes get these overnight lines that you can hop on really quickly. But um, at the same time, I'm sure you're missing a lot of action early morning movement, line movement that uh, can really change the, how you make your bets throughout the day. You know, I disagree. I love being on the West Coast. I miss it. Watching, I hate watching games so late. I mean, it's eleven thirty where I am, and the 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 quote unquote late game is still on. It's like halftime right. right now. So, what time is it? Oh, I know. It is the perfect time to start betting on basketball. And WinBet is helping you cash big. All users who bet at least $50 on a men's basketball champion future will receive a $10 free bet for each game that team wins in the tournament, round of 16 through the championship. So that means every time the team that you bet to win a future wins a game, you get a $10 free bet, if that makes sense. I know it's a little convoluted, but it's a good thing. Trust me. Just go over to win bet if you make a 50 dollars futures bet you get 10 dollars each time that team wins i mean come on that's a pretty good deal and for new win bet casino customers you will get a hundred percent first deposit match up to one thousand dollars that's right one hundred percent deposit match up to one thousand dollars offer subject to change 
Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let's go into my first best bet. I like the Timberwolves minus seven versus the Orlando Magic. As soon as this line dropped, sharp money started coming in on it. Uh, 88% of the money as of 11.30 p.m. on Thursday, is on the Wolves right now. Wolves have been hot. Even though Ant-Man has gone down, he's questionable for this game as of right, as of right now. They're 6-0 and against the spread, 6-0 and straight up. Uh, they are 8-5 and against the spread as road favorites this season. And Orlando Magic, they have the worst record in the league right now, 17-50, and and a big signal strength that the action network likes to show the pro systems on action network is fade tanking teams, which has a 57% win rate and 11% ROI. There is no team that should be tanking harder right now than the Orlando magic, which seems about like a kind of a regular thing for them. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't see why we should be betting. What, what, what do they have to play for? And Minnesota's hot, especially if they get Ant-Man back, that's going to be even better. I bet that line moves even more if he is cleared to play. What am I not seeing on this uh, Timberwolves uh, team right here? Uh, I don't know what you're missing because, yeah, I mean, the, the tanking angle of it at this at this juncture, it's just like I, I don't know how I can get behind betting on the Orlando Magic when – I don't know. They're trotting out Markel Fultz for 15 minutes a game with Cole Anthony, with Jalen Suggs, who just returned to lineup. I saw he wasn't on the injury report. So they're going to be running like a 12 man rotation here. Uh, I don't know where yeah, they the got to see what the, they, I, yeah, they, they see see what they they get out of all of them. Right. And who do they, <laughs> what do they care if, if they're winning or losing right now? Like you might as well see all your guys and see who you want to exactly. keep next year. Yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna they're gonna have to make a choice with Mo Bamba what they want to do with him because he's like left over from the old regime. They already paid Wendell Carter, so at this point, you're just gonna be playing. The only people that aren't gonna be playing are probably the veterans, the ones that are probably gonna help you win the game, like Gary Harris and you know uh, Terrence Ross and so forth. But yeah, man, I don't I don't know that I can get behind it on the on the Orlando Magic. So seven points seems a bit light considering that the Timberwolves have just been trouncing all of their competition uh, as of late. That's uh, below five hundred. So. Um, Anthony Edwards looked pretty good. You know, he's been taking a couple plays at a couple games off recently just because of his knee injury, but he was, I mean, I saw a couple of nice dunks. Uh, he was moving around. He was, he was hanging with on defense. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this is like a rest game for him, you know, quote unquote rest. But, mm -hmm. um, if he's out there, man, I love this even more. So, and I Absolutely. think that that's probably why it's only at minus seven right now. Cause they're waiting on whether Anthony Edwards is going to play or not. And if and he does, I think it's going to go up. And that's the thing with this magic team too. We were talking about how they have to play a lot of their players. They have 57 guards. I think they, they have to try to figure out who they're going to keep. They're going to be trotting out a lot of small players who even has a chance to start to stop cat. I feel like cat is just going to feast in this. Yeah. Wendell Carter can't hold him. Um, no. you know, I was, one thing I was actually looking at at that game was the over um, mainly because the, the Timberwolves just put points on the board and uh uh, the total's gone over in 15 of the 15 of Minnesota's last 20 games. Yeah, so I, I noticed that too. I'm, I'm, I'm. Even though Orlando's bad, like they could still get blown out, but the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to do numbers. So 230, was it at 233? Is the I'm uh, seeing total it at 233 up? right now? Yeah, which yeah, it, it it makes me nervous to bet those big totals, but I get it. I mean. That's not going to be one of my best bets. I just, I, I'd rather have the Timberwolves because I just don't right, trust yeah. that Magic yeah, yeah. team to score enough points. But I understand why you would take the over there. Um, do you have any interest in playing like the first quarter or first half of that? Do you feel comfortable that they'll get out to a sizable margin and not look back? Um, that being the Timberwolves. <sighs> That's a good question. I didn't do enough research into that to see what I don't know what how the Timberwolves have been uh, doing on their first half totals right now. I'm gonna actually gonna bet this right now because uh, for much of much of what you just said, I mean, I just don't trust that Orlando's gonna have their shit together at the beginning of the game. I'm gonna go minus two and a half Minnesota, um, and I'm actually getting at plus money here. Um, oh, interesting. Nice. 
So I'm going to lock that in now before this whole shit changes by tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, I'm seeing that the Timberwolves, okay, they're over under first half record on the season. Uh, they're 30 and 33 and two to the over under. So, but I don't know how that's been. I'm just looking at it right now. Their last 10 games. Five and five over unders, but anyway, who knows? Yeah, uh, stay away from that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna hedge with the uh, the first quarter and roll with that while it's still at minus go. two and a half. Uh, all right, what's your next best bet? Um, next best bet, I'm rolling with the. I already forgot what I was going to. Oh, I'm going with the Heat minus five and a half. I don't know if should we wait to talk about this, this is game of the night. Yeah, here. wait and hold this one. This is going to okay. be our game of the night. All right, we're going to hold uh, on. Why don't the game you go of the night. with your uh, R.J. Barrett prop? Yeah, I'm going to roll with R.J. Barrett under twenty four and a half. Um, again, that at minus one hundred eight. He's going up against the Memphis Grizzlies. The Knicks just trounced the uh, the Dallas Mavericks, and weirdly enough, man, I did not realize how bad. Luka Doncic is or the Mavericks are against the New York Knicks they just cannot defeat them they've lost five of their last six games against them outright but Mm -hmm. I digress Um, I think that that's a really interesting point because the Knicks looked amazing two nights ago like just so good so good that I just don't think that they're going to get up for this Memphis team that is top five in uh, defensive efficiency this year Um, this Memphis team is just really freaking good Um, they're only allowing 21 points per game to opposing small forwards. And um, while RJ Barrett has had a really good, he's improved throughout the course of the the season. He's improved his statistical performance in every month. Um, But we've seen Julius Randle kind of take on more of the scoring load lately over the last five games. Um, And in the three contests that RJ Barrett's faced the Grizzlies, he's never gone over 24 and a half points. He's averaging 19.3 in his career versus the Grizzlies. So um, he's been a shade under 24 and a half over his last five. So I'm going to continue to roll with the fact that um, the Memphis defense is just good. And uh, we're going to see RG Barrett struggle a little bit against these long winded or these long winged um, Memphis defenders like Zaire Williams. And um, uh, man, why did I just blank out his name? Jaron Jackson, Jr., et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a good uh, little preview into my futures bet that's what you call a little teaser in the business there i uh hey i I might have something to do with uh a defensive player on memphis's team um yeah oh i like that bet for sure uh the memphis has been great with those long defenders desmond bain is that maybe who you were looking for i mean he's like a nice long Mm -hmm. perimeter defender as well Mm um so yeah love that bet and it's i feel like the knicks have just been so hard to watch these days uh who you know who knew that the the upstart knicks that we loved so much last year or not everybody loved the story with uh Thibodeau, well, brought them uh, back well, like, uh, <laughs> that was drinking the kool-aid a little bit too much of that kool-aid last year and then snap yeah. back to reality <laughs> absolutely absolutely all right well love it okay so i am gonna move on to our fourth best bet of the night i am looking at the uh raptors at the suns and i was trying to as a as the true homer that i am i was trying to talk myself into taking the phoenix side uh the, speaking of drinking the kool-aid i watched the entire game on uh, tuesday where the phoenix just trounced uh the heat in miami and yes it was without jimmy butler but remember the phoenix is without chris paul so i feel like they were pretty equally yeah talented on both sides and phoenix is 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 down cam johnson who's been fucking great for them this year um yeah so uh i was trying to talk myself into that side but phoenix minus six just didn't like that enough because the raptors do have fred van bleep back and looked a lot better it was against the Spurs. I, I mentioned this to you before the podcast. Spurs aren't, you, you mentioned, hey, Spurs aren't that good. I get it. But uh, Raptors look like a totally different team with Van Bleet back. 
So I instead am going to go ahead and take the under on the total uh, 221 or 221 and a half, depending on what your book is right now. Uh, both of these teams are in the top 10 in points allowed to opponents. Phoenix only allows uh, 105.8 points and Toronto is allowing 107.2 points, both in the top 10 in defensive efficiency. Uh, and uh, Toronto's last five games have gone under uh, CP3, you know, obviously still going to be missing for the Suns through the rest of the season. But with Booker back, I feel like the Suns are, are enough moving in the right direction where they can limit Toronto uh, to probably under 100 points. I mean, when these two teams played in January, neither of them hit 100 points. So it would have been well under the 221. Uh, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I can get behind it because, as you stated earlier, um, the Toronto Raptors, to me, just look like they're, despite Fred Van Vliet coming back, they Nick Nurse is still playing his players, just ridiculous minutes, man. Like, OG yeah. Ananobi's still not back yet, um, so that that definitely matters. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like they're just getting tired legs. Like, even though Fred Van Vliet had several games off, like, even though they, they came back and beat the Spurs, the Phoenix Suns are a way different team, right? And defensively, they're going to be way more challenging than the Spurs defense. So I could definitely see a lane where, you know, the, the Phoenix Suns maybe regress a little bit after a great win over the best team in the Eastern Conference. You know, like you said, it wasn't full strength, but it was still a very important victory. That was a statement mm -hmm. game. So um, I could see a little bit of a letdown spot for sure, um, especially a Toronto team that doesn't play that well on the road. Um, they are 13 and 18 to the under in away game. So, uh, you do have that edge there that, you know, both of these teams seem to go under on away game. So, um, I could see Phoenix just not playing as inspired ball against, uh, Phoenix not playing such inspired ball. Cause I mean, Aiton should eat. I was actually looking at his player props to see his points at 17 and a half, but I don't see who they have that can guard him, um, in that, in that, um, that front court there because they're, they're extremely light. Was it going to be precious Achua, Kemp Birch and, Mm -hmm. uh Chris Boucher like all those dudes are like not going to be able to hold Aiton so he's gonna have a nice game Booker should have a great game really like the way Drake Jay Crowder has been playing as of late with uh with Cam Cam Johnson out of the lineup um but I don't really have much faith in this Toronto team because they don't have a lot of depth Malachi Flynn's also out so behind Fred Van Vliet there's not many people there so come third quarter man we could see them really struggle from the field Absolutely. And I, I think that's a good point about Cam Johnson being out also is that there's just not that scoring threat off the bench for the Suns like no. yeah. they've had now that, you know, uh, it was campaign and Cam Johnson coming off the benches that like, you know, that energy to inject that energy into the second unit. But, you know, now campaign, he's bumped up to the first unit and no Cam Johnson. Uh, while I think the Phoenix can still win this, I don't think they're going to be putting up the number of points that would be necessary to put this over. Yeah. Landry Shamit's actually been playing pretty well too, over the last couple of games. It seems like yeah. he's found his, his shooting stroke, but you're right. Like um, there's not that much firepower on either of these benches right now, just due to injury. So um, by nature of it, I think was this line at 221? 221. Yeah. Yeah. I like the under there. All right. What do you got uh, for our fifth best bet? And then you're also going to have a sixth bonus best bet. But what do you got here for the fifth? Fifth bonus. So this is how we talk. Now we get to talk about the heat. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you're going with the clip. Give your Clippers pick. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, yeah. So I also like the, this is a fishy line. I'm, I'm going to come out and say it. So uh, we talked about it a little bit before, but I like the Clippers plus six versus Atlanta. They're on the road. But to me, this is too many points to lay with the, with the Atlanta Hawks, like the Atlanta Hawks defense has been one of the worst in the NBA over the course of the last, the second half of the season. Um, their offense is great. Um, no stopping that, but uh, the Clippers have a really good defense. You know, they've been a top 10 defense this year. It's the only thing that's been kind of keeping them relevant in this playoff race in the Western conference. They're battling out with the, with the Lakers right now for that play in spot. But I think that they're going to end up winning out here off the strength of Marcus Morris and, and Reggie Jackson. Um, this Clippers team is eight and three against the spread in their last 11 games, 18 and 16 as a road dog. Um, I think that this is just too many points to trust the Atlanta defense to be competent and 
outscore them to that degree. I think that the Clippers do a really good job of slowing the pace down. And if they can stop, you know, or at least I should say hold in check Trey Young, um, I think that they have a good shot at uh, at covering the spread here, if not even potentially winning this game outright. Um, I just don't have much faith in Atlanta right now. Um, they did get John Collins back over the last couple of games, which is a good sign. But um, this this team is just not as good as they were last year. And we've seen this Western Conference teams come in there and kind of beat them up even on their home floor. They've had, had they have had success on their home floor, but six points is just too much. I could see this more of like a I'd play I probably play this down to as low as four and a half. I feel like that feels about right. Maybe three points edge to the Atlanta Hawks, but six is far too much. Yeah, I like this a lot. I was uh, eyeing it as one of my best bets as well. Atlanta has been disappointing consistently all season. And they're one in four against the spread in their last five games. Uh, they just look off. Uh, they've just continued. They don't have anybody injured and they're still looking off. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just Trey young. Like he's getting his, but no one else is really doing anything. So I don't know. I feel like the, the Clippers are playing with a different kind of passion and motivation. Um, I don't know. Ty Lewis going on some random and some post-game interviews. Somebody asked him about, Hey, when are PG and Kawhi coming back? He's like, yo, I wish y'all would just stop with that shit. Like I'm tired of talking about them. They're not even playing. Like these guys are busting their ass on the court every night. I thought that that was one of those coachable moments where people are like, yo, I fuck, I fuck with this guy. That's why he's my coach. That's why I like Ty Lue. So yeah, I don't know. I think that that's good energy going into a game like this. Okay. another quick break and we'll be right back. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is, now there is a new way to play with the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play for free and paid games and win real cash prizes. Pick the horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 just one entry. If you don't know anything about horses, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free weekly games at tracks all over the United States. Get in on the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against other stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. So download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. Play, win, and race. All right. Well, you're gonna have back to back picks. Give us okay. uh, the six bone the the six pick bonus which is pick. the bonus. You got your Cade Cunningham pick. Yeah, this is I did I never saw myself actually playing a Detroit player prop this year. I think I maybe I played like Sadiq Bay maybe once, but I just can't deny how good the Pistons have looked lately. Mm-hmm. And um, they're eight zero and one in their last nine games against the spread they've just been pissing people off, man. Like just staying in games. Like this is the exact team that should be following Orlando's footsteps, but they're not. Uh, For some reason, they're just playing really inspired basketball right now, led by Cade Cunningham. And um, I like his, his uh, points, rebounds, and assists combo market at 31 and a half. He's averaging 36.2 over his last five, 33 over his last 10. And uh, he's already showed out in both games versus the Boston Celtics this year. He's put up an average of 23 points, eight rebounds, and five assists. And, um, you know, the the Boston Celtics, this is a very good defense. This is probably the best defense in the NBA right now. Um, ever since they acquired Derek, Derek White and uh, Robert Williams has been, you know, defensive player of the year worthy. Just no one wants to bet it for some reason. Um you know, this is going to be a tough defense, but uh, I think he's the playmaker. So even if he doesn't score a lot of points, he's going to contribute in the assists. He's going to get you the rebounds. Um, I really feel comfortable with Kate Cunningham being, he's just a usage monster and he's so heavily involved in this offense. Absolutely. They've been really fun to watch. I mean, uh, I've actually found myself clicking over to them on league pass more often Whoa. than I did on the first part of the season. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know why. I didn't want to like Cade Cunningham at first. Maybe I was just such a Mobley fan or or whatever. But he's he also over. wasn't. He wasn't that good in the first half of the season. Yeah. He's really. T- he's really 
like like ramped it up over the course of the season like similar to the way i'd say rj barrett was kind of doing this like oh you suck you suck oh you're getting kind of better oh you're kind of nice um but he hasn't gotten enough steam to to you know unseat evan mobley or even scotty barnes for rookie of the year but He's damn close now. Like I'm surprised the odds aren't a little bit in more in his favor for how he's well just he's missed playing. too many games. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's what it is probably. But if, if he had played the whole season and didn't start off in such a slump, you're right. I think he would be right there for rookie of the year. And uh, yeah, they, I mean, they beat some pretty decent teams. Uh, they beat recently and they beat Atlanta and they beat Toronto, you know, without Van Bleet, as I was saying, when they beat Charlotte, but so they're right there. I think they'll keep it close and I can see him putting up a lot of points. So yeah, this is a good one. Uh, all right, let's get to our game of the night. Uh, this one, when I was looking at it, usually the game of the night isn't so hard to, to pick, but uh, this one stood out to me though, because uh, I don't know, the Cavs have just been, they've played so above what anybody expected this year. And they haven't been that strong of late. Uh, so once Jarrett Allen went out, when you lose one of your all-stars, that's probably going to happen. But I still expect this to be a really good team because they're still like the top defensive efficiency team, right? Or like right, right around there. And they're uh, limiting opponents to the fewest points in the league. So I could see this being a real fun knockdown, drag out game with uh, a Miami Heat team that, was embarrassed on Tuesday by my sons and will definitely be coming in here, not wanting to back down from the rough and tumble uh, Cleveland. So what did you think? Did I, did I pick the right game of the night? Definitely did. I think this one's going to end up having probably the most action on it. Um, It's at a good time. We have, you know, two playoff contending teams Cleveland's kind of on the downslide a little bit. You know, they're definitely going to be hurting here without Jared Allen, their all-star center uh, for the foreseeable future. But um, I think this is going to be a really fun game. And we don't know that we're going to get Jimmy Butler. He's questionable uh, on Friday night to play. I With feel like he's sinus issues. Like that's yeah. what they were saying on Tuesday. What are his sinus issues? I, I, I mean, I'm still wondering what was up with Kyle Lowry and his personal reasons. Like he went out with personal reasons at two, three or three different times this season. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're just disguising this as strategic rest or something. Like they know they're going to have to go all in in the playoffs and like their bench hasn't, I mean, outside of Tyler hero, their bench hasn't been that great. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they're just trying to, you know, preserve the tread on the tires a little bit before they get into the grill grind. But um, I would suspect that Jimmy Butler should play like sinuses, like when you got a sinus infection, like you got the sniffles, like, I don't really know how to justify it, but if he's, even if he's not playing, I'm assuming this line is, is baking in that he is playing. I would see it moving down to like, maybe like, I don't know, maybe like a point. Jimmy Butler's probably worth a point, maybe a point and a half, um, to the, to the line. So yeah, I don't um, even think I mentioned that line. Sorry. It's uh, yeah. Miami minus five and a half right now. And the total set at two Oh nine and a half, which I'm looking, I think this might be the lowest total on Friday night. Right. Now. Wouldn't be surprised because both of those guys struggle in the half court to score. So um, Darius Garland, I mean, he's going to probably put up a really nice game, but I, I'm really intrigued by that matchup, that point guard matchup, him and Kyle Lowry. But I, I got the edge for the, the Miami heat here at minus five and a half. Like, like much of what you said, I think this is a this is a bounce back spot. They got pretty much just dismantled by the Phoenix Suns in the second half of that game, and it wasn't even really close. Um, so they got to get this back, and um, they they got to look over their shoulder, man. They don't they don't have the luxury of just losing a bunch of games here. Um, the Sixers are coming up in behind them. The Bucks are very close, so um, they got to they got to get some wins here. So this is going to be a very important game for seeding purposes. So I think they're going to get up for this game. Uh, I think we'll see a good showing out of Bam Adebayo being that Jared Allen's not there. Um, they're going to have a huge deficiency in that front court without Jared Allen there. So I think they're going to be able to exploit that a little bit more. And um, yeah, I think we're going to see Tyler Harrell also have a good game if Jimmy Butler uh, ends up not playing. Yeah. And I, I should also mention that we said that Allen's out. Uh, Lavert is still out without yeah. both of those guys. Uh, Darius Garland can't do all the scoring himself. I'm just not sure that Cleveland could put up enough points to keep up with this Miami team uh, and their offensive firepower there. Um, 
I don't really, I mean, you, you sent the heat minus five and a half is one of your best bets to me. We saved it for the game of the night. Uh, I agree. I was also really looking at this heat team. I just don't see them losing two in a row uh, in that, in, in that way. And I, I feel like, especially at home, right. And now uh, Cleveland is four. Let me double check that. But I think Cleveland is four and 11 against the spread in their last 15 versus Miami. Um, oh yeah. So Miami, Miami's got their, uh, they got their number. So um, yeah. And three, I think they're going to see three and nine as dog nine and 13 as a dog this year. So yeah, Cleveland, I, I feel like just the injuries are coming at the wrong time, you know, without Claire, we haven't even seen Karis Levert that much with the Cleveland Cavaliers, honestly, like, right. That dude, that dude just can't stay um, healthy at all. But yeah, having, having, I feel like losing Jared Allen is certainly worth more than, than any of these players that that's going to matter. Yeah. I think this is right around the time we might be seeing Mobley as good as he's been start to hit that rookie wall potentially. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and while he's been amazing as de- he continues being amazing on defense, he has seemed to second guess himself a little more on the offensive side. You're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, that's yeah, oh, go ahead. the standings real quick. So yeah, they got two games on the bucks and the Sixers right now. Uh, or three games on the Sixers after their loss to, uh, on the loss on Thursday night, but um, yeah, so the Heat got to win. They got to win games. They can't just take take breaks like the Suns can, because uh, they got yeah. such a sizable margin against everyone else in the Western Conference. Uh, great. All right. Well, uh, we're both on the Heat for this, and I would stay away from that total. I yuck. Two oh nine and a half. That's just too. That's just a too weird of a a number for me. Yeah, I, I could see both of these teams scoring under 100 points, and it would be like, "Whoa, why didn't we take the under?" But like, uh, I don't want to bet that. That's just you're just banking on a, a horrible game, just a defensive slug of a game. Like, uh, that that sounds awful. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, let's get to our final segment, which is the futures that we like. Uh, I'm gonna again. You're the guest, so I'll let you go first. What future did you pick for us? So, as much as it pains me, after what I just witnessed on Thursday night, I think we might have a new favorite for MVP, and that is a one, Nikola Jokic. Right now, the leader is Joel Embiid. I believe he's at minus 125. You could still get Nikola Jokic at plus money at at plus 145. I think that this is going to be the critical spot to buy him right now because he's about to, I mean... The Denver Nuggets are about to be 10 and one. If they beat the Warriors tonight, we won't know the results of this, but I think that they're winning at, at the time of record right now. They'll be 10 and one over their last 11, seven and one after the all-star break. And Jokic leads in literally every advanced metric there that known to man. He's having one of the best statistical seasons in NBA history. But more importantly, on Monday, there is going to be a battle in Philly between the Denver Nuggets and the Philadelphia 76ers. This, to me, is going to determine what who gets MVP. Because if the Nuggets continue this ride up the up the Western Conference, if they can slide up into uh, the the 3-4 spot, and they're not far behind. Right now, they're only two losses out from the 4 spot. The Warriors, you know, Draymond Green's going to be coming back, but the Warriors have been trending the wrong direction. They're about to get a, you know, probably going to get a loss tonight. They probably won't catch the Grizzlies, but if they can get into that three seed, he's going to have this a pretty similar, you know, resume in terms of team wins as the Sixers. And he beats Joel Embiid in literally every statistical category after that. So if and if he wins this matchup, if the Nuggets win against Philly and he dominates the way he's been, I mean, over his last 10 games, he's averaging 34, uh, 28 points, 15 rebounds, nine dimes, 1.3 steals, a block. And he's, he's a plus 49. Like this dude just, he does everything for the team. He is quite literally the most, he's the most valuable player to a team. If he's not on the team, this team will be atrocious. The Sixers without Embiid would still also probably be atrocious, but I think it would just be a, it's a way, I think the way that Jokic is carrying them in a better conference, he's just more deserving of the award. And that plus money, it's a good bet. So that's the future. Future Friday, I'm going to take Nicole Jokic plus 145 to win MVP. Part of me feels like this is a uh, because you're a Sixers fan. This is a reverse jinx situation. 
that you're trying. <laughs> Could be a hedge. Could be a hedge. I might have a. I might have a a lofty uh, Embiid position here that I'm worried about, but you know. <laughs> and, and I, I want to say that, but I will say that I was. Uh, earlier this week, I was listening to the Low Post, and Bill Simmons was on, and they were talking about this very topic. And both, both Zach and Bill, or I say their first names like I know them by person. <laughs> both of them were oh, saying yeah. how they can't believe that Jokic should take more games off just to show how bad this Nuggets team is without him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, if you were to list all of the Sixers players and all of the healthy Nuggets players, where would Aaron Gordon land on like the best player? I feel like, I mean, who, you know, you've you've obviously got Harden now. Um, yeah, you know, I Tobias put, Harris. Tobias Harris is probably on the level of Aaron Gordon at this point. Like, yeah, this is hard. Since, only since Harden's been there. Before that, certainly, in our, like Tobias Harris is easily the se- a second best player uh, between those two teams. Yeah. Will Barton is like the second leading scorer for the Nuggets. Come on, <laughs> Will Barton. I mean, Austin Rivers is getting big minutes. Um, I mean, there are Paco fun... Compazzo's been useful, you know. Exactly. Boogie Cousins is, is having like the best, P, uh, the best per 36 um, in a long time. But like this is what we're reaching for for Jokic here. Like it's clear that it's clear as day this guy is the best player and be- like he's the most valuable player to a team. Um, and I say that as a true like I love what Joel Embiid's doing. He's actually playing games. He's looked dominant. He's looked well. He, he doesn't really look in control. He still is like a little bit sloppy. But either way, like he's having an amazing season, but just not as good as Jokic. What does Embiid have to do? to lock this award in you feel like it's slipping away from him what has to change i mean we saw him really struggle tonight against the nets yeah um now that he has hardened on his team i I feel like you know he's got another all-star which i guess hurts him in the conversation for mvp yeah i think they're gonna have to move up in the standings they're gonna have to jump the bucks you know, get into that two seed. I think that would that would have one edge over Jokic. And you're I think Harden, not that Harden's gonna have to take a back seat, but he's gonna have to do even better numbers than he was doing before he got there. And that's the good thing about Harden. He gets him a lot easier buckets than he's ever had an opportunity to get before. Um, but he's gonna have to win on Monday. Like he has to win, and it has to be a definitive win for him to not lose steam on this because I think Jokic is going to go on this run. The Nuggets are going to go on this run towards the end of the season. Like, uh, let me pull the st- strength of schedule, but I'm pretty sure the, the Sixers have a stronger have a, a stronger strength of schedule, weaker, I should say, um, than the Nuggets to finish out the season. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm betting Jokic right now. It is a hedge, but I still think it's pretty good value considering how good this guy is. And I don't know, maybe it's voter fatigue, you know, from winning last year and no one cared, but – um, you gotta, I don't know, the media is eventually going to pick it up. Like this dude's just amazing. And like yeah. Hoopers know, like this guy's, he deser- he's deserving of the award. Okay. This is our last break and we'll be right back. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. IPVanish is offering a incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP. To claim your 70% savings, that's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And hey, this episode is brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. 
March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, prop hoppers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other betters just like yourself. Like Gil from New Jersey who purchased a Murray State Championship ticket on PropSwap at 25 to 1 odds while the sportsbook are only offering 150 to 1 odds. That's quite a deal. Now is the time to find those Cinderella teams while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tourney starts. And when you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bet. So hurry now. Download the free PropSwap app today. Um, this is more of a long shot than what you gave us, but... I'm looking at Jaron Jackson Jr. plus 950. I'm seeing on DraftKings. You might be able to find it even better number on some other books for defensive player of the year. And you might be saying, Gobert already has this locked up. Well, we've still got another month of the season left. And the only people, Gobert has won it three times. The only people who've ever won it four times, which is the most, Matumbo and Ben Wallace. I mean, that's like, all-timer defensive players right there. Is Gobert going to be in that group suddenly? I mean, I, I, I think that there's a chance that, you know, there's been some anti-Utah uh, Jazz in the media as well. So it's a sentiment. So I think there's a chance at plus 950, why not take a chance on this guy who right now sits at 145 blocks and 64 steals. He's going to get to past 150 blocks and 75 steals since 2000 that has only been reached 35 different times and 22 of those times has been uh, all defensive honors and eight times have been defensive player of the year and you know he'd be joining the ranks of anthony davis deandre jordan Giannis, and dwight howard those are the only people who have done 150 blocks and 75 steals since 2000. So it's a pretty good defensive list there. So I, I could see voters starting to talk themselves into this player who has kind of come out of nowhere. You know, he's been a disappointment to this Grizzlies team until this year for the most part because of injury, because of that. And he looks just amazing on the defensive end and both sides, really. Um, and the Squizzy team, I mean, they're like the toast of the media right now. Yeah, yeah. Why not take a chance on this plus 950? I hear you. And I, I feel like you're right. The juice is definitely with the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, Ja has everyone talking about Memphis before. Like, the, they, they, no one was before. And Jaron is probably the unsung hero anchoring that defense. Um, he's averaging 2.2 block, like 2.1 blocks or two blocks in, in a steal. Only other one other person I think is doing that is Robert Williams, and he's right behind him in the defensive player of the year voting. That was my vote for it, actually. Um, so I actually like both of those guys. So now that you're talking about defensive player of the year, I don't think Rudy Gobert should get it. And you're right. I hope that they're not putting him into that echelon of Ben Wallace and Dikembe Mutombo. I don't know what to make of Rudy Gobert. Like, he blocks a lot of shots, and he always plays drop coverage. So it's not like he's like a Draymond green type of defensive player where he's, you know, guarding the point guard on a mismatch or, or an ISO or something like that. Like he gets cooked a lot. So whereas someone like Jaron Jackson, you see him making these, you know, he's guarding fours. He's guarding all the way up to threes. He definitely plays the center position. Um, he stayed more disciplined this year, which is why I think he's gotten more floor time. He's been more productive. He used to be kind of reckless, just fouling all the time. Um, I think there's certainly a case with where Memphis and, and Boston stack up in terms of team defense and them being the anchors of it, they should get the award. Utah has kind of had a letdown. Like they're still a great team, but this team's been very inconsistent. Gobert's been off the floor in and out of the lineups. Um, I like the value of it. You know, I, I think that this award is still kind of open. I mean, the door is still slightly open. I think ultimately it's probably going to go to Gobert, which is super boring, but you know, I mean, I mean he's, he's he's crushing he's, in defensive rebounds, 
so if you like that, you know, if you're looking at just numbers, that stands out. And of course, like the Jazz are, their whole defense is built around him. Yeah. But we've seen teams go small and run him off the floor. Whereas he's not, even, he's not a factor. Exactly. He can't be exactly. on the court at all times. That's a, that's a problem, right? Whereas, like for a defensive player, you got to be on the court playing defense. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> Where triple J they can go with a, they can go with him at center that's a great and point. he is small and fast enough right now to stay in front of most small players. Yeah. And I would say Draymond green was probably the one I would have picked in this award if he didn't hurt his back. Because mm-hmm. he was playing outstanding, and the Warriors were got out to that great start, and then he got hurt, and then they just tanked after that. Um, yeah, I mean, he should yeah, be in yeah. the running for uh, MVP. You see how yeah. bad the Warriors have gotten Facts. since he's Facts. been out. <laughs> Let's petition that because that's that's definitely facts. Um, but I, I'm with you there, man. I don't I don't think it, that Rudy Gobert should be the runaway favorite here. He's minus one forty, so it's not quite out of hand like some of the other player awards were like. You know, Evan Mobley's minus 500, you know, Tyler Heroes, six man of the year is gone. That's 20 minus 2,500 now. Yeah. Um, it's defensive player year and MVP that I think are the tightest races that you can probably still get some value. But defensive player of the year is more wide open for me. I just don't know if voters know Jaron Jackson Jr. They definitely don't know Time Lord. So, you know, they're probably just going to vote like, oh, it's Rudy Gobert, the guy that started this whole COVID I, I fucking frenzy. Maybe at Bam at like 380. I feel like first place he's really come matters. around. Yeah. yeah. He's really come around and I feel like he kind of started off the season slow. He's coming around. He's playing great right now. The team's in first in the East. And so, you know, I'm probably going to put a few dollars on him, put a few dollars on triple J and just to kind of cover that, because I, I do like Bam there. His numbers just quite, like his just raw numbers, yeah, uh, aren't quite as impressive as Triple J's. But it's more of an eye test. Like, yeah, he can guard. He can guard every position. Um, he switches. He's a good defensive rebounder. Um, high energy. He's just a he's just a really good defensive player. But I feel like those guys aren't the ones that end up winning the awards. Um, yeah. But uh, what about the guy that's sandwiched in between all those guys and Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo? Like, do you think Giannis has any shot of winning Defensive Player of the Year right now? I mean, sure, but again, I feel like it's just the same reason nobody's really talking about him for MVP, even though he's right there. It's the voter right fatigue there. of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... victim to the LeBron syndrome, man. You win too many awards, it's like, oh, you're boring. We got to get somebody new up in here. You win too many awards, and you win the championship, and then your team isn't quite, you know, they're not coming out and blowing everybody out of the water. So yeah. it's just going to be a disappointment and True. maybe yeah, they have been kind of sandbagging. I think so. And I, I think they could see they're probably saving themselves for the playoffs, which is smart, but yeah, you know, that's when you don't, that's, you have to give up regular season awards when you do stuff like that. Right. Great uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Dan. You're going to be around more, right? You're going to do more Friday shows with me. Man, I'm not doing any, I'm not doing anything on Thursday night, so why not? Let's let, let's let's keep this party rolling. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. I uh, can't wait to do more shows. Thank you so much. Uh, check out Dan on Twitter at Dan Titus. Check his podcast out on the Buckets feed, uh, Action Network's Bucket feed on Mondays. Right? Is the fantasy yes, look sir. ahead? Yep. We got yeah, two, any- three weeks left in the season, so. If you're uh, in the grind for a playoff spot, man, check it out. Listen to it. I got some good advice for you. Uh, we'll get you that chip. Bring it home. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to dunk it. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball.